443rd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN and Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, players, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, we're brought to you by us, the MMA Gambling Podcast. Just launched our YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 443 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Going out to all the ghosts and ghouls out there and all those other people who are into spooky season. Because spooky season is upon us, I've been told. So, boo. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. Whether you're listening to us on your podcast catcher of choice or if you're watching us on our new YouTube channel, MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube, thank you for coming to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Box. One more regional mma show but it's a good thing if you listen to our last episode gumby my uh handsome co-host went through how successful he is at picking winners in uh in regional mma fights so this will be a profitable episode for sure once again we're covering base probably the biggest well at least north america's biggest regional mma promotion lfa this week uh let's bring in the man with the dreamy eyes himself uh and we'll talk a little bit about lfa 171 hello mr gumby Hey, what's up? Um, LFA, I'm, I'm going to anticipate all your questions. LFA 171, okay. uh, like CFFC 127, which we broke down on yesterday's show. Go back and listen to that. Um, or if it's in your podcast catchers, you probably already have listened to it. Um, it's filled with guys who uh, have failed on Contender Series, uh, similar to the one before, um, hyper prospects. But the other thing that's really interesting about LFA 171 is a lot of the guys on... Um, these LFA Brazilian cards have been snatched up either through contender series or otherwise in the last uh, little bit. You know, like there's been a lot of influx of, of Brazilian talent. So a lot of the guys who've been on the main cards of the LFA Brazil cards are, are now not there anymore. And there's a whole bunch of guys who have like one career loss or, you know, just like one loss in their last 10 fights. Um, who had been on prelims and now all have been elevated to the main card through like sort of those gaps that got put in there. So uh, this one's interesting. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of big show potential here. I think of of people who are just that close. All right, there you go. He anticipated that was going to be my question. Maybe that wasn't going to be my question. Maybe I was going to say, oh, "What do you kid? How does Halloween work in your area?" That's my question. I think we talked about this last year, though. Uh, they, they, there's mixing matches. There's still people who like, uh, do like their communities that do trick or treating, like old school, yeah. knock on the door, trick or treating. There's a lot of, uh, yes. the trunk or treat has become a big thing. Oh, uh, yeah. where, yeah, everybody goes to like a police station or something and, yeah. you know, like restaurants and dentists and stuff like that have, uh, their trunks open and give you candy, um, so that the kids can stay in a safe spot. So it's, uh, there's a little mix and match, whatever, whatever your, whatever your taste is. And what are the costumes this year? We need to know. 
Uh, we got Raphael from the Ninja Turtles and Iron Man. Yes. So pretty, pretty, pretty standard moves. <laughs> Why Raphael? Um, because it was the one the store had. <laughs> okay, perfect. Raphael <laughs> is the one with the red bandana, correct? Bingo. That the uh, one with anger issues. Yeah, no, my yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Raph has. Yeah, he always storms off and whatnot. Yes. Um, we survived all last episode. We didn't talk about the silly boxing. Do we, do we have to talk? About it wasn't silly that silly. It wasn't right, that fine. You watched it. Go ahead. I didn't watch it. I did. I did watch it. I had to watch it. Well, so first of all, you know, spoiler alert, Francis is my guy. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I somehow bagged a couple of interviews with Francis Ngannou way back when. Um, actually, after he became famous. It wasn't even before he became famous. Like, most of these guys who I have, like, good relationships with, like Kaibo Hayo, who's now 5-0 and or 6-0 and in the UFC or whatever. You know, I interviewed him before he was on Contender Series. So, like, of course... Same with Sean O'Malley. Like, I interviewed Sean O'Malley before his Contender Series fight and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of these guys before. But, like, Francis gave me the time of day when he was already famous. So, like, props to him for that. Super good dude. And uh, so I had to watch it. And, I mean, he looked good. I mean, like, one of the judges gave him a scorecard, uh, 94-95. And I don't think there was any disputing that that was, like, a very legitimate scorecard. I think the problem is, is with boxing, the, the criteria is just like, it's not as well defined. I feel like there's more room for people to say, oh, well, you know, like this guy could have won this one. Because if, if you look, even like uh, two different people gave 95, 94 opposite sides. So as close of a scorecard as you could possibly have. And they have like almost none of the rounds the same. Like one gave Francis the first, one gave Francis the second. They obviously both gave him the third because he had a knockdown. One game in the seventh, one game in the eighth. And like, so like, I, I think there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot more difficulty in scoring it because there's, you know, it's just punches and you have to guess how hard they were. And, you know, I think Francis landed the bigger shots. Obviously he's the only one who got a knockdown. Uh, Tyson Fury's face looked worse. At the end of the day, I totally can see a scorecard for Tyson Fury. Everybody screaming robbery. I think it's kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, the, the cool thing is he hung in there with the heavyweight champion of the world, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, couldn't put him away. And there was like a solid argument that he had won the fight. So, uh, you know, like it, he's going to make a fat bag after already making a fat bag. That rules. Um, you know, I, I think it was Adam. Do you know Adam Martin, the, the Canadian MMA yep. writer? He was like, he probably. He's Canadian made- too, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah, he's not, he's another Canadian. You guys are all Canadian. Um, and Adam Martin was like, he made ten million. Probably set himself up for a twenty-five million dollar rematch or fight with you know Deontay Wilder or something like that. And the only bad thing was is he wasn't uh, eligible for a fifty k uh, fight of the night bonus. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I was so like, are, what a are the joke. yeah <laughs> are are the true losers the UFC and Dana White in this? That I, people I mean, are like, claiming. I mean, like, people will say that, right? Like, they're the true losers. But, like, Dana couldn't win this. You know what I mean? Like, Francis said he wanted to box and he wanted Dana to make no money. So if they let him do that, like, they weren't going to make any money either. And, yeah, like, maybe is his stardom a little higher? Yeah, but I, I feel like at the end of the day, Dana knew what he was doing, letting him go. And, uh, and, and it, it was really risky on Francis's part. And luckily, it didn't wind up being the bad side of things. They want to be in the good side of things. So, um, you know, the UFC always finds somebody who will do it for less. Uh, so they don't, they don't lose ever. And uh, Francis, Francis wins big time here. There you go. 
there you go. Um, right, how about the PFL? There's, there's my, my my last question: Is this good for the PFL or not? Now that he actually did good in boxing, no, probably not because he probably yeah. won't fight for the PFL now, right? Like, if you went toe to toe with the best heavyweight boxer in the world or second best, if yep. you like Usyk, um, like if you go toe to toe with the best in the world why go back to MMA? Why not keep fighting these $10 million fights or $15 million? Yeah. Like he, he's probably due for more than that right now. He's got, he got 20% of the purse. It was my understanding uh, from Saturday's fight, um, which was 10 million. So it was 10 million, 40 million split. He's probably not due for half if they rematch, but he's probably due for 40%. So like, you know, like good on him. Uh, and why would you go back to fighting PFL against, like who's he gonna fight? Junior Dos Santos? Like he's come on yeah, now. Like he's gonna exactly. He's gonna fight for. He's gonna fight Roy Nelson or Fabrizio Verdum. Like who cares? Uh, it's it's like, easy, I think easy money, but but not enough money. Yeah. Well, and and also like he clearly cares about the challenge, right? Like that's why he fought Tyson Fury. He cares about the challenge. What is the challenge in knocking Roy Nelson out at 150 years old and like way past even his prime? It is true. Take that. All right. Now that we've got all that cleared up, I, I felt we were contractually obligated to talk about boxing. We, we aren't, but I, I realized as we finished the last episode, hey, we didn't talk about boxing, but oh well. I wanted to kill some some time, and then we're going to, it wasn't killing time. Gumby gave you amazing insight there. Now we're going to uh, break down LFA 171. After, I'll tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Big Underdog Francis Ngano almost came through, but you can always come through with Underdog Fantasy. What a segue. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. And if you want more, of course you do. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each week. Gumby, do you have a spicy play for us? I do. Pretty much every single single time there's been a baseball game lately – uh, I've been taking the higher than half a single for Cattell Marte. The dude gets a yep. hit every game. And yes, in game two, he didn't get a single because he got a double. Um, or was it? Yeah, it was a double. I'm pretty sure. And so like, he's got a single in all but three postseason games and he's got hits in all of them. So like, why not keep riding him on the, uh, the half a single? So uh, by the time you get this, it'll be time for game four. So hit him up for uh, higher than half a single. That means it has to be a single, though, right? A double does not it count. It has. Right? It has to be a single. We're not talking total bases, okay. which is kind yep. of the the fun caveat there. But hey, look, right. he's he's gonna get a single. <laughs> yep. There you go. Gumby guarantees it. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on, on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 500 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're brought to you by us, the MMA Gambling Podcast Contest, the MMA Gambling Podcast. That will be us. Just launched their YouTube channel. Congrats to us. In honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Subscribe to our podcast, uh, our, our podcast, obviously, but subscribe to our YouTube. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie. Send a screenshot. Uh, in the entry form there, and then you can enter the draw for the hoodie, and then you submit your entry. Boom, easy as that. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's one of the prerequisites. So that, once again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash M-M-A-H-O-O-D-I-E. All right, where are we headed to? We're headed to Brazil, which is 
the LFA's home away from home. They have a lot of Brazilian events now, right? It's pretty much every other event, it seems. It it seems like maybe one out of every three, maybe four. But yeah, they're they're going there yeah. a lot more. And I mean, like to be fair, the talent they're pulling out of there is is well worth the trips. All right, that's. Do you like some fighters on this card here, Gumby? Before we jump into yeah, it, yeah, there's one, two, two, two and a half, two and a half. I'm into <laughs> half, the top half or the bottom half of the fighter. Um, I, I like the chunkiest part of him. <laughs> okay, there you go. Say no more. All right, we're gonna start. Actually, I'll give. Let me give you the whole breakdown, and then we'll start with some chunky guys. LFA one seventy one, Neves versus Kunha, Kunha. Friday night, nine PM Eastern, UFC Fight Pass. Going down in Ginacio de Palvilho, Cajamar, Sao Paulo, Brazil. I know you haven't been to Brazil. I'm not going to ask you if you've been here. Uh, it's in the cage. There's 13 bouts. Let's jump into it. You haven't been to Brazil, right? No South America, right? I've never been to South America. The only other continent right. I have traveled to is Europe. I've heard of it. Europe? You've heard of Europe? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I've been to a. Yep. Been a handful of European countries, but no, uh, no, no South America. Also, it's worth noting, you, you yep. know, uh, the UFC is in Sao Paulo this weekend. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, that's right. So this is happening the night before. So, like, Fine. this is a chance for so many fighters. Like, you have to imagine Mick Maynard's there, right? Like, you have to imagine yeah, yeah. Dana's there. Like, this is this is a a moment. And when I was talking to Kai Bohio before uh, for for Top Turtle this week. He gave me the name of a uh, guy in the prelims. Uh, his name's yep. Giovanni. Oh, man, I'm going to forget his last name. You got Palacios. Those Palacios. Palacios. Giovanni Palacios. Yes. Um, he trains at Fighting Nerds and is a Cuban Greco-Roman wrestling champion. Um, Which, like, that with the aggression and striking of Fighting Nerds makes him super fun to watch. He's six and oh and uh kai said like hey dude like keep an eye on this dude he's gonna be incredible if he doesn't get a contract fighting the night before the ufc he will get a contract through contender series next year so uh i don't we're not gonna break down his fight i don't know what the odds are kai bohio says play it no matter what <laughs> all right and he, he's not biased in the least all right let's start off with the main card fight <laughs> chunky boys i assume are these chunky boys dan they're chunky boys it's a it's a heavyweight fight and it's regional, so it has to, they, they have to be chunky guys. I think we've actually t- have we talked about Richard Jacoby before? Jacoby, we have, yeah, yeah. Sounds he familiar. was on uh, Contender yes. Series. He was on Contender Series. Yeah. Right. It's Hitchard. Is it Hitchard Jacoby? I mean, he's Brazilian. I think we're 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 mandated to say Hitchard. Yeah. <laughs> Hitchard Jacoby. All right. All all the fighters we are going to break down are Brazilian. It's Brazil and Brazil uh, violence here. All right. Jose Augusto versus Hickard Jacoby is what we're going to call him. I'm going to tell you about no odds yet for this. Correct? Correct. All right. Jacoby. It's probably Jacoby, isn't it? They don't make, do they make the J's wise? I don't think they make the J's wise. I think that's just you. (laughs) Okay, good. That's just me. All right. Jacoby is seven, one and one, five knockouts. Uh, He's been knocked out himself once. Zero, zero and one in the LFA. Oh, one on contender series. Did win his last fight. Oman is a pro kickboxer. A year younger than Augusto. An inch taller. Three inches of reach on him. Augusto. Juju is a nickname. Or Gugu. Probably Juju. G-U-G-U. Do you know what that means? 
I, I definitely do not. <laughs> it means it means juju. It means exactly what it says. Oh, juju. okay. Yeah, that makes <laughs> according, sense. According, according to Google. All right. Augusto, eight and four, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. So he's been finishing all of his losses. This is his LFA debut. He went two and two in Bellator. Used to fight down at light heavyweight, is a regional champion or was. 2012 pro MMA debut. All right, break it down. So I, I think. Uh, Augusto is going to be a slight favorite. Let's say negative 150. We'll get plus 125, plus 130 on the turnaround of Jacoby. I, I'm going to go with Augusto because if you've watched, if you watched any of his fights in Bellator, um, he fought, you know, Alex Polizzi, he was in LFA for yes. a little while. Uh, Alex Polizzi, yep. super good at jujitsu. Um, he actually won the LFA belt by heel hook. If I'm not misremembering, I think like fourth round heel hook, Polizzi won. So, like, Polizzi's jiu-jitsu is top-notch. Augusto had him subbed multiple times. He had, like, a knee bar attempt. Um, he had an arm bar that was crazy close. Um, he, like, won in scrambles against him. Like, he might not have the best wrestling defense, but both his scrambles and his jiu-jitsu off his back is absolutely sick. Um, and, and goes toe-to-toe with guys who are also good at jiu-jitsu. And the reason I like him against Jacoby is because Jacoby fought. Um, do you remember Austin Lane? That's who he fought on on Contender yep. Series. Who is yep. not a great boxer, but a really bad grappler. Um, which is maybe the nicest thing I could say about him is that like he's really bad at jujitsu. Jacoby mounted him in like I don't know thirty five seconds, forty five seconds. He just like took him down and was on top and in mount. And in Austin Lane just did like the most simple bump sweep, the the sweep they teach you to get out of mount in your like third jujitsu class. He did that, wound up on top of Jacoby and TKO'd him from guard. So for me, Jacoby just like he's the worst kind of scrambler. He's the worst kind of jujitsu guy. He's the worst kind of ground and pound guy because he was up against a guy I don't think of very highly when it comes to grappling, and he struggled there. And he's going to be up against a guy who scrambles exceptionally well. Um, so I'll take Jose Augusto. I think you're going to get close to even money on him. Uh, if the props show up on this uh, on these cards, because you never know with the regional cards if you're going to get props or not. Augusto by submission. Uh, I'm all over it. Ooh. I don't know what the number will be. Augusto by submission. All right. You heard it here first, probably. Um, all right. We are moving up to, or actually down in weight, up up the card, but down in weight, down to featherweights. Marcio Barbosa versus Jean Sarturi. And I will tell you about Sarturi first. He's eight and two with eight knockouts, and he's been knocked out twice. So kill or be killed, never gone the distance in 10 fights. This is his LFA debut. He's won six straight fights. Has not fought, however, since November of 2019. Maybe Gumby has info on that. We shall see. He's not uh lost a fight since september of 2018 which helps if you haven't fought in four years and he's an inch taller than barbosa Tikoto is barbosa's nickname 14 and 2 11 knockouts two submissions he's been knocked out twice so both these guys leo us rounds lots and lots of rounds uh <laughs> one and one in lfa four and one over his last five he did get knocked out in his last fight used to fight down at bantamweight and he's five years younger than sarturi all right go ahead so Saturi. Uh, is going to be an underdog in this fight. Uh, I think you're going to see Barbosa, I'll say negative 225 on Barbosa, probably like plus 180, plus 190 on Saturi. I'm going to go favorite again on Barbosa here. I think, um, you know, the, the huge layoff for Saturi, first of all, kind of alarming. No idea why it happened. 
Um, and second of all, he's like really explosive. Uh, and that's like his only really, really exceptional attribute is how explosive he is. Cause he's not particularly technical. He's not particularly like a great wrestler or anything like that. Just like when he strikes the bombs come flying. Um, and when, when you're, you're taking four years off, like I, I sort of worry that like that explosivity is gone. Um, and with Barbosa, Barbosa's smart defensively. He's got good head movement. So that's going to help you against the guy who's sloppy and explosive. Um, and then in addition to that with Barbosa is that like when he starts to find the confidence, when he starts to move forward, when he starts to let go of his punches, cause he is patient when he starts to let go, his combinations are really nice. Like he really starts to put like really nice combinations together. And I think that's all he's going to need here is like a little bit of a little bit of safety early in the fight. And then after that, just to stay technical, stay smart. And uh, he's going to light Saturi up. So yeah, give me Barbosa here. Probably a decent size fade. Are you going props again? Is he going to finish him? I mean, like uh, neither of these guys go the distance all that long. I will say yeah. the patience of Barboza would make me like maybe say like throw him in a parlay instead of like go looking for KO props, um, okay. because like yeah, he he is super patient. He doesn't like put himself at risk ever. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we are also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL. NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets all right we're moving down 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 to flyweights allison morello versus marcos degley 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 what are we saying dan i think it's degley degley i don't know for Tell- sure though <laughs> that's right his nickname telandes which means tie he's nine and three five knockouts four submissions so he's finished everyone and at flyweight very impressive uh he has been submitted himself once one known lfa he's won seven straight fights Used to fight at Bantamweight. Even finishing everyone at Bantamweight is impressive as well. Morello, Little Monster is a nickname. He should uh, hook up with Vanessa Demopoulos, another Little Monster. Uh, Morello, 9-1. Three knockouts, three submissions. Never been finishing a fight. One known LFA. He's won five straight fights. Used to fight up at Bantamweight as well. And he's a regional champion. So uh, for this one, I'm going to say Morello... I think these odds will probably come in close. Let's say negative 170 for Murillo plus 150 on the return for Degley. I'll take Murillo here. Um, I, I do not really love the way his stance is when he's striking. He like leans kind of forward, uh, which means he doesn't have very much power in his punches. I'm hoping he kind of like works through that because he is super young. I, did you have his age in there? I think he's like, uh, no, I don't have, I want to say, he's, I want to say, he's, yeah. While, while you're looking it up, I think he's 23. Um, and he's a shoot the box guy. So I think like they're going to figure it out for him. Um, but like the thing I really do like about him and I can't believe that like, this is, this is going to be my favorite thing about two different fighters on this card, but I love the way he scrambles. Like when his opponent shoots a takedown and like, I do think Degley will shoot a takedown at some point in time because he, he does in most of his fights, but like from weirdly far away. Um, I, I think, 
I, I think we're going to see Marillo like win in all of the scrambles and win in the jujitsu. I'd see him. I wouldn't be surprised if he grabbed a guillotine or a Darius choke or a front choke or something like that. Like I, I think Marillo looks better there. I also think that like Degley's got really good kicks, but I also think like the way that Marillo leans forward, Degley is just going to like eat straights every single time he throws that kick. And Marul is also just going to be on top of him. He's a shoot to box guy. You know, like he fights like a shoot to box guy. He will be in your face for 15 minutes unless he gets you out of there earlier. So yeah, I'm going to go uh favorite again. I'm going to go Marillo in this one. He blew his 23 candles off his cake 10 days ago, Dan. So he's go. very young still. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh, wait a minute. LFM interim lightweight championship. Why is it interim Dan? Always uh... ask. There had to have been a, a I actually don't know. Okay. Um, I'm going to straight up say, I don't know. And I'm going to put the intern okay. on it. So give me one second. All right. Intern, get on that. Uh, five, five minute rounds, 155 pounds. Gabriel Costa versus Jefferson Nascimento. Uh, we'll tell you about Nascimento first. Totin, Totin, Ho, Todin, O, T-O-D-Y-N-H-O. He's 10 and O, three knockouts, three submissions, three and O in LFA. Used to fight at welterweight. Costa Pitbull, what a great nickname, Pitbull. He's eight and eight and oh, four knockouts, three submissions, three and oh in LFA. Last two wins have come via knockout or TKO. Used fight at welterweight as well. Was a regional champion, six inches taller than Nascimento. Break down the title fight. First of all, you didn't ask me what Todino was. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sort of, which is sort of offensive. It a, a toady. A toady is a tiny, tiny bird. Uh, and oh, okay. so, so Tordino would be the tinier of the tiny birds. Um, <laughs> so a tiny, tiny bird, <laughs> tiny, tiny bird. Um, and, uh, uh, also, uh, I got the intern on it. Uh, Jacoby Jones, uh, didn't vacate the title because he went to contender series, but then lost. Um, and as a result, uh, assuming he will fight the winner of this fun Brazilian matchup. So, uh, in this one, I expect Nascimento to be, I'm not going to say a huge favorite, but a pretty big favorite. Like, let's say negative 215. We'll get, like, plus 190, 195 on Gabriel Costa. And uh, I- I'm going to say I like Costa in this one. I haven't picked an underdog yet on this LFA card. Um, but, like, uh, th- my problem with Nascimento is he's got, like, he's got a lot of jerky movement. He's, like, one of those guys who looks like he's constantly moving his head from side to side or, you know, like, back and forth or in and out. And, like, not with any purpose. It's almost with, like, a lot of wasted movement. And as a result, like, seems to, like, be tired or out of position because he's not moving for a purpose. So sometimes when he moves, he actually moves into a less advantageous position and gets hit. And so, like, that that's a really bad sign against somebody like Costa who I would say, like, uh, so first of all, he knocked a dude out not that long ago with, like, back-to-back hooks. The guy was like moving side to side, similar to I imagine Jefferson Nascimento does. And like he put him, he put two hooks on him. The right one put him woozy. The left one put him cold and he just walked away. Um, He's got really great head movement. And I low key think he's actually pretty good wrestling. Like if he's not getting what he wants out of Jefferson Nascimento, I could see Gabriel Costa going to the grappling here. So I think we're going to see him at almost a two to one dog. And I, uh, I definitely like Gabriel Costa here as, uh, as I, so far, what I believe to be the only dog I like on LFA so far. Fantastic. You were getting a little too chalky for my liking there and for our, our listeners for sure. All right, uh, let's go to the main event, shall we? LFA Heavyweight Championship of the World, not vacant, not interim heavyweight championship. Eduardo Neves versus Hugo Cunha 
five five minute rounds 265 kun ha is the challenger and he's the silverback seven and one four knockouts three submissions so he's finished everyone he himself has never been finished in his one loss one no in lfa he won that fight via tko oh one in one championship the biggest promotion in the world in history of civilization uh two inches taller than neves neves bebezao which is uh big baby yeah there you go seven and two we've talked about him before right i remember yeah we do, do you remember the other big baby the american big baby uh glenn davis no although <laughs> yeah al- but also glenn davis yeah no yes there was a there uh marcus the darkness jones uh oh yes i do remember yeah we on, on season 10 of the ultimate fighter we used to call ultimate fighter again yeah it all comes a, back to the ultimate, fighter, the ultimate fighter every chance you get <laughs> all right let me tell you about the champ neves seven seven and two with seven knockouts knocked out once submitted once so he's never gone the distance three and on lfa and is the current champion Oh, and two on contender series. Here's a quiz. Who did you lose to in both his fights, Dan? So the first one was Mick Parkin. And I think the last one was this season. Jahanta Davis. No, uh, Jahanta Denise. Jahanta Denise. I'm going to say Jahanta Denise is my official pick. Also worth noting, Hugo Cunha scheduled to be on contender series. Didn't wind up fighting on contender series. Had to pull out due to a visa issue. He was going to be the original opponent for Martin Boudet. Well, there you go. Gummy's full of interesting info, isn't he? All right. Um, back to the champ here. He's gone two and two over his last four fights. Won his last five via knockout. He's uh, based on the last weigh-ins. He was six pounds heavier than the challenger, Kunha, and he's seven years younger. All right. Break her down. So I I think Nevis is going to come in as an underdog here. Probably, let's say, plus 150, negative 175 on the other side. I'm going to go dog-dog to close this one out. I... Remember when I said I was really into two and a half fighters on this card? Yes. yes. I'm into Allison Murillo. I think the shoot to box 23 year old, I think he's got a lot of potential. I'm really into Gabriel Costa. I think he does some really amazing stuff on the feed. I, I like his movement. I'm halfway into Bibishow. And the reason is, is because like it doesn't look good that he's lost twice on contender series. Like that yeah. is a really bad sign. There are not many people who get a third chance. You know, like Jamie Pickett is like one of the only guys to get three chances on contender series. Um, but like he looked really good against Jonathan Denise until he got knocked out, right? Like he was moving his head really well. He was peppering him with shots. And you could say the same thing about the fight with Mick Parkin. He was blasting Mick Parkin on the feet. And then he was like, hey, check it out. I can wrestle too. Had the position reversed, had his back taken, loses that fight. So like I, I at on one sense, I would say, like, fade the guy who keeps making dumb mistakes and getting knocked out or finished, right? Like, fade that guy all the time. But he's young, right? Like, he's not an old guy. And for me, that means he there, there's potential to learn. I've been burned before by saying heavyweights will learn. But it seems like he's got all the building blocks for a big fat dude, which is exactly what he is. <laughs> he like, <laughs> And I don't mean that, like, hatefully. He's a heavyweight and he's got a belly. But, like, he moves so well, and his, like, striking is pretty sharp, and his head movement is better than most heavyweights already in the UFC. His head moves better than those people. And, like, with Kuna, he's patient, and he throws lots of kicks, particularly, like, a lot of front kicks. But I don't think he does anything that was going to, like, hit Nevish. And in addition to that, like, I I don't know that his wrestling will get to Nevish. I I just, like... I like everything that Nevish does striking better. So, like, I'm going to put those two losses aside. 
I'm going to pray I don't get burnt by thinking a heavyweight will actually learn something. And I'm going to say Nevis at dog money. All right. The champ at dog money. Hopefully around 150. Well, hopefully better. 150. We want better than plus 150. All right. Let's recap. Nevesh, Costa. So hopefully we got two big dogs there for you. Um, Morello, Barbosa, and Augusto. Correct? That's correct. All Brazilians. I just, yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard not to take a Brazilian. Although on the yep. prelims, I told you about a Cuban. Oh, did you? Okay. Fantastic. All right. Um, we're out of here. We're done talking about Cubans, Brazilians. We're done talking about everyone. Uh, make sure you enter the contest we told you about. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie. Enter that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, MMA Gambling Podcast. Uh, the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Pop in there. Tell us how how smart Gumby is and how much money he's made you with the regional picks. That's always appreciated. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. And... Gumby runs that and he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox writer on there and on Instagram. I got a sub stack. You should subscribe to it. Get all my writings in your inbox and my occasional podcast. They've, they've become occasional in your ear holes. That would be moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby's got a top turtle MMA podcast with a action packed stacked roster of interviewees this week. Tell the people again. Modestus Bukowskis, uh, Vince Pichel and Kai Bohio all stopping by uh for this week's episode there you go make sure you listen to that every week um and sportsgamblingpodcast.com make sure you go there we cover every sport there in written form and in audio form and in visual form everything you got so go to sport everything you need go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our patreon sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon crush corporate gambling gumby take us home until wednesday I'm David Gilby Freeland. He's the tiny, tiny bird, Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.